There he is. Waving to the robot. God. <laughs> are you waving to Craig? He can't I'm like, see oh, you. Hey, Craig. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, kid? Come on. Look, get he it might together. have a little bear face and he might be staring at it, but it's not like he could see us. I just, I don't know. I'm in a friendly mood. Sue me. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. No matter how much I could use the money. I love you too much for that. And plus, bitch, you know, I would just give you money if you needed it. Yeah, I don't need to sue you. I'd just be yeah, like, hey, be can like, I have a loan? Yeah. Could you float me a couple bills, please? Be like, okay. Exactly. I like my friends, damn it. All right, you two. We're going to have a guest on today. Can you try not to embarrass us? Oh, well, you said you two. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Like, is that directed at me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's directed at you. All right. Well, give me a list. Like, what am I? What do, am I not allowed to do that embarrasses you? I'm a fucking delight. Why would I embarrass anyone? I thought you were compiling a list of our complaints week after week after week, Chuck. And talk about a delight. You talk <laughs> over me every time I try to. Because talk. I have more important things to say. All right. Well, are the spin doctors embarrassing? Because if that's the case, I'm going to have to go with a different question here. Yes, the spin doctors are embarrassing. We just all right, established all right. that two weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Then, then that's fine. That's why I have extra questions. Erica, you had your hand up. Yeah, I figure I might as well just raise my hand since I'm always just being a bitch and talking over people. Uh, if the spin doctors are so goddamn embarrassing, why did you go see them as your first concert, whore? It was 30 years ago. It's still your choice. I'm hearing an echo. A little bit. Yeah. But that's all right. It's the echo of the spin doctors. Twice the fun, twice the Erica. It's the curse of Danhausen. You'll rue the day. Yeah, which you have no one to blame but yourself for that curse. Well, all right. You guys ready to do the show? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm ready. I've eliminated that question that you don't want, and I will do my best to not embarrass you. Thank you. Wild cards here, bitches. Let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> and as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Retribution, I'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming its champion. Cheap heat, sir. Cheap heat. And Shawnee and Justin with one. I guess thank God for Hubert. This is the saddest episode of the show ever. <laughs> Neither of you know what is going on. Erica, we need you. If you're listening... Well, wet farts aside, let's keep this show rolling here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the One Fall Show. My name is Chuck Bean. I'm your host uh, for a very special episode of One Fall Show. No, not like an afternoon special, but a very special episode because we have a guest. Before we get to him, though, let me introduce the voices that you hear every week on the show, starting with my referee, uh, the person who makes it happen. Nate likes to say that I'm the person who makes it happen. Really, it's Erica Bennis. How are you today, Erica? Uh, I'm doing great, but I really would love to do an after-school special style version of this show eventually. Like, someone has to talk to Nate about huffing paint again. So, I'm just saying. Okay. It's a concern. All right. Someone's got to sit his I'll ass put, down. I'll put that in the notes. Good. Okay. 
<laughs> Sounds fair. Uh, today, we're joined by three panelists, as always, starting with Mr. Shawnee Constant. Hey, everybody. How are you doing today? If we were going to do a, an after-school special-style episode, we'll have to have uh, establish a precedence of closing music so that in that episode, we can pull the closing music so everyone knows how serious the gravity of the situation is. That's a that's a good point. Absolutely. We'll have to get on that. Also, we are joined by our multiple time champion and uh guy who makes the super universe happen over on Twitch over at Limit Break Radio. That is Mr. Nate Bender. Don't you judge me! Don't you judge my lifestyle! Nope. Let's go! No, no, no judgments at all, Nate. Uh, this week we are joined by a guest from the shoot show. Uh, I want to introduce Tyler. Tyler, uh, I hear that you are a fan of the One Fall Show. Have you ever listened before? Um, I, I have listened before. Yeah. Um, I originally heard you guys playing out of the speaker at a, a gas station while I was pumping my gas, but that was that was years and years ago. Uh, but you know, I I appreciate everything you guys. You know, you guys have done a lot. I you know flew me out. I appreciate that. Happy to be here. Yeah, um, you've been enjoying the Champions Lounge all weekend. I'm glad that we could have you here. That's right. I noticed the door locks from the outside, though. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's because sometimes I would get into the Champions Lounge, and uh, I've never held a championship, and that's not allowed. That is absolutely true. All right, well, let's get to the meat of our show. Wait, that doesn't make any fun. logical sense. If it was locked from the... I would lock it from the inside to keep you out. We lock <laughs> it from the outside to keep Tyler in. You've com- completely derailed our conversation. Let's get to the meat of the show. It's the, the One Fall Show was one part uh, wrestling news and notes of the week that we discussed, but also one part game show. That game show consists of three rounds with three questions. Each question is worth one point, two point, and three points, respectively. And uh, because you're the guest, Tyler, I believe we'll let you start the game. Wait, wait, wait. Where's our champion, and how are we addressing the title situation here now that we have a guest on, sir? That is a fantastic question and one that we never actually settled on before we started the show. <laughs> Kayfabe, motherfucker. Just answer the question. <laughs> I believe that uh, our guest will actually be competing for a brand new title that uh, will be for the guests only, which means that, as we like to remind you guys, if you at home would like to join us on the One Fall Show and compete for this brand new title that uh, Tyler will be seeing if he can be the first champion of, then... Obviously, you can hit us up at onefallshow at gmail.com. How's that, Shawnee? I like it. All right. Sounds good. It was, it was a brief let's... essay I had to write. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, let's get started. Tyler, you've got the Wednesday Night War covering AEW and NXT. You've got the Thunderground Underdome of Raw and SmackDown and news and notes from around the ring covering just about everybody else. Where would you like to start this week? Well, I'm going to go with NXT and uh, Wednesday Night Wars, please. All right, NXT and AEW. Starting over at NXT, uh, we've got ourselves a new NXT North American champion this week. Who is it? Oh, my goodness. That would be Leon Ruff, who um, is actually uh, is such a tiny, tiny, tiny little person. But, um, you know, when, when you look small compared to Johnny Gargano, that means you're really small. That's fair. Absolutely. And the correct answer. Mr. Leon Ruff. I saw the GIF online uh, almost immediately. 
uh, during NXT where the belt fell right off him like yes. uh, like a pair of pants that were too big yes. for him. And then he turned and, and waddled away with them around his ankles. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Is this a surprise booking having Gargano drop the title this fast? And uh, is what do you think of the push for Mr. Leon Ruff? I don't think a lot of us have heard of him before. I like Leon Ruff. I got to see him. He's another one of those guys who came through Evolve, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely a surprise. You know, whether or not he can carry the brand will be very interesting to see. But they must be seeing something big in them because clearly this is the only show in the WWE programming worth watching. Man, I don't know. Compared to the other WWE shows, yeah, maybe. But NXT has taken a slide over the last four to five weeks. And I think it really started with the Karrion Cross injury. I think that that probably scrapped a lot of story plans. But, you know, the guy looks like Cheeseburger, you know, like (laughs) it's very unimpressive and it seems like they're doing it as a joke and as a laugh and at Johnny Gargano's expense, which, you know, fine. But is this really the best use of the North American championship? Is this is this really the kind of storytelling that we want out of NXT? This feels Monday Night Raw to me. Yeah, I agree with you. The fact that it was for a belt makes it some more Monday Night Raw stuff. If it had just been a match and Johnny Gargano had called him out with the intent to humiliate him and and had he'd surprised him, that would be one thing. But to win a belt that has really only had, you know, a handful of of holders so far, it does it doesn't do much for the title. The one takeaway from this that made me literally say groan out loud was uh, obviously the GIF was making the rounds of the belt falling down to his feet and Triple H like quote retweeted it with like, oh, that's why we don't call it a belt. And it's just like, ugh, like the WWE verbiage of, of it all. Maybe that's Paul's version of this is good shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, McMahon speaking through him for sure. Right. I did like the lead up to it with the wheel that was clearly weighted uh, to land on Leon Ruffs, whose name had been uh, hastily written in there on like a ripped out piece of notebook paper. <laughs> whose name was Leon Ruffs name covering? That's <laughs> that's why, like why, you know, if you went to the trouble to make the wheel in the first place, <laughs> why did you point. not go to the trouble to make the last spot on it? You just put up, put tape on it or or we have to we have to suspend our disbelief and think that Johnny Gargano ha- has had this wheel just sitting around and some injury has forced him to to write a name on tape and put it on. it's so preposterous none of it made sense i feel like wwe has a lot of like vaguely carnivalesque props laying around in the back i'm surprised they didn't use the spin the wheel make a deal wheel <laughs> yeah, is it somebody land on a whammy? It's going to be next week. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our second question in the Wednesday Night War. Tyler, you got that first one, so you continue to control the board. We're moving over to AEW, where we might finally see Shaq step inside a ring for a match. What new AEW signee signaled the basketball greats' potential arrival this week? That was, in fact, Jade Cargill who uh, got a pretty quick got, you know, reaction out of the crowd. She is extremely uh, in shape 
And um, that was a really funny segment that uh, I don't generally like to see Brandy, but that was, it was, it was, it was cheesy, but that was, that was probably the realest you're ever going to see Brandy uh, <laughs> on an AW stage. Yes, Jade Cargill is the correct answer. And if, if you think we had bad things to say about the uh, Gargano wheel, oh, wait until you hear what we've got to say about Shaq Russell. <laughs> Go ahead, fellas. Wow. I feel like this is one of those things that I'm watching on the shoot show that happened in 1994 in WCW. Yeah, this feels so out of character for AEW, which has been a mostly wrestling focused product and you know yeah they brought in tyson for the one-off and they were gonna do a bigger program with tyson and this feels sort of just like a, a consolation prize to not getting tyson i know Shaq has wanted to have a match for a while or he he had one in the wwe but i know big show has wanted to wrestle him for for forever um i don't know man i'm not sure who uh, like I think I get it. I think I understand the calculus here. Get a couple of headlines, get sports talk radio to talk about it, get, you know, sports illustrated to write about it. Fine. If that's the play here to try to expand the, the umbrella, if you will, sure, go for it. I, I guess this makes as much sense as anything, but I think that there is a real question of like, how do you in 2020, with the product that AEW has built, try to expand that umbrella without just doing promotion after promotion after promotion. And this is, I guess, you know, this is an idea, but I don't know that it's necessarily a, a good one. No, it's like the, uh, it's like the universal title or the championship belt in WWE. They're always just trying to do something that's going to appeal to the widest audience, cast the widest net, and it's usually what I'm least interested in as a consistent fan. But, you know, I guess that's just one of those things you have to put up with. But I, I hope it doesn't take up a ton of storytelling. And I hate that it's involving Cody Rhodes. I hated yeah. everything about this segment. You know, Cody came out and I was really into the fact that we were going to get a Cody segment. And then we have this d newly introduced woman who's decent on the mic, but not great. Uh, it's spun into, I, I agree, a good promo battle with Brandy, but the whole progression of the thing, uh, my feeling from when the segment begins with Cody coming out to how it ended was a rather interesting roller coaster ride. And when it was yeah. all done, I thought, <laughs> eh, I don't know if I needed all that. It was definitely where they're going, okay, this is going to happen. I'm going, yeah. And they're like, and you're going to see this big guy. Yeah. And it's Shaq. Uh, huh. Yeah, yeah. I was I was right there with him on the build, right? right? Like I'm like, oh, big dude, giant. All right, this could yeah. be good. Who'd they get? Shaq? Fucking what? Wait, what? Really? Um. Also, why did she make so many references to the size of Cody's penis? What was that about? Am I the only one that thinks that that was intensely weird? Oh no, it was because because okay. I'm like, Thank why you. why are you why are you talking about the penis of a married man? Uh, it's it's just I mean it's just rules. I don't know why the dick jokes. However, the Shaq thing, 
I was thrown for a bit because Shaq made a brief appearance on BTE this week. He was backstage during full gear. And mm. uh, it was one of those things where like I saw him on full gear and, or not full gear BT. And I'm like, what the fuck is Shaq doing there? And then when they said it on Wednesday, I went, Oh no. Oh, uh, come everywhere. on. Yeah. And, and well, and Shaq has a yeah. reality show on yeah. TNT, which I know like they do cross promotional stuff all the time. And, and whatnot, but like, if we're gonna do cross promotional stuff, can, can it be something like, fuck it, bring back Franklin and Bash, bring back, bring back <laughs> Breck and Meyer and Mark Paul Gossler. Let's do something they really make a hell of a original. tag team. Yes. Oh well, my god. I mean, I, I mean, legal I feel like there are still a lot of lapsed wrestling fans out there that haven't been courted to. AEW then have no interest in checking out whatever the fuck uh, WWE is doing. So I feel like if they had maybe tried to do a cross promotional, like, you know, get a new Japan star or, you know, even get, I get somebody from ring of honor. I don't know, but like the cross promotion could have been better if it was wrestling promotion to wrestling promotion. And we've seen that they've been willing to do that with the NWA. I just don't want it to only be the NWA. Like that gets, that's a little bit boring right there. Um, and, and I don't want it to necessarily always be uh, fucking, you know, GCW or, you know, whatever indie mud show is running shows these days. Um, I think a meaningful talent exchange, one of the most excited I have I, I was, was around the rumors that AEW and New Japan could start working New together. New Japan, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't, I, it feels like it benefits both of them. I, I don't know what, what the missing link is there. Yeah, I, I don't really know either. COVID protocols? Oh, you know, yeah. That's, okay, that's that's valid. <laughs> How that's, amazing would it, would it have been if instead of Shaq, she said, like, Okada, ugh. I know, right? Like, I, I think that that would have gotten the attention of a lot more lapsed wrestling fans. And I think that you have an easier job of retaining lapsed wrestling fans than you do of some guy who's reading Sports Illustrated and is like, oh, I know who Shaq is. Maybe I'll watch this <laughs> AEW thing. Like, I just, I don't see what the connection that they're trying to make is. Yeah, but you say the lapsed wrestling fan. Do lapsed wrestling fans really know who Okada is? Like, that. Come on. Uh, so That's I think true. they really didn't have much of a choice yeah. but to kind of dive into the well of the TNT <clears throat> thing. And which, which, once again, they're probably doing this to promote his goddamn reality show, which is even dumber because it's not a good show. Well, well keep, keep, this is completely anecdotal, but keep in mind, the thing that brought me back to wrestling was the Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega Wrestle Kingdom match. Like that got my attention and uh, I hadn't watched wrestling since pre attitude era. Like, like, you know, it was that and going to a Monday night raw that really, I was like, okay, this, this is, this is pretty fun. I could, I could watch this on a, on a bit more regular basis. So I don't think that you, I don't think you should underestimate the, the appeal of something like that. And by the way, I missed Chris Jericho's run in anything except WCW. So it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I was a huge Jericho wow. mark. It was just the gravity of that match and the buzz around that match. Like, it, you know, it was like, dude, you have to see this. 
That's solid. All right. Well, let's move on to our third and final question in the Wednesday Night War. An opportunity for three points for our guest Tyler here. AEW revealed this week a console game and two mobile games currently in development. A number of AEW talent took part in the event to announce the promotion's new video games, all of them dressed up as what iconic businessman? (laughs) This was, despite, uh, in my opinion, the uh, dubious lack of substance, uh, they were all dressed up as Steve Jobs. Uh, and it looked like a, kind of a, like an Apple um, news conference, and they played off of that quite a bit. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Mr. Steve Jobs, what do we think about the thoughts on AEW's gaming plans? Obviously, like I said, there's a uh, console game on the way that looks like it's going to be a little bit more like an arcade fighting game, and then a mobile game that's going to be a general manager mode, essentially, and then a mobile game that's supposed to be some kind of gambling simulator. Yeah, the I, casino. I... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no! I was going to say. I think. I think the fact that they're partnering with Ukes and that that they have somebody like Kenny Omega there, who is the kind of video game nerd that he is, I think they will put out a product that, despite the way that it looks, will will feel good in your hands. Uh, that being said, the mobile games look both look like trash. Yeah, I don't know who the casino game is supposed to appeal to. Seriously. Yeah, that just seems like real scammy, uh, like almost like a scam. Uh, you know, put, put your credit card it in here. Show one screenshot of it. Yeah, it just I'm I I don't know what to think about that. I was not that impressed with what I saw of the the console game that they showed off, mostly because of the art style. It felt like somewhere in between. WWE 2K Battlegrounds and 2K19 or 2K20, whatever you want to, whatever parallel you want to draw. Um, so as as someone who is a fan of 2K19 and mods it quite a bit, I don't see really any reason to pick up the AEW console game unless it plays really well. Like I think the fact that they picked up Gato as the developer. He was behind virtual pro wrestling and no mercy. There's a lot of gameplay appeal there. Like I, I yeah, think I think you're absolutely right between Kenny Omega and Gato. This is going to feel, this is going to be a really fun game to pick up and play. I don't think I'd be able to invest myself in, in the same way that I've kind of invested myself in 2k19 uh, the same way in this, in this AEW game, but I'll definitely end up checking it out for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said early on, uh, Tyler. It, they, they didn't give us enough. I'm too much of a casual to really understand the video game cycle anymore. But, you know, these announcements, essentially, what, a year before the release? Do we know when this is going to be released? I didn't. I, I'm sort of ho-hum about that kind of rollout. Like, we definitely understand that AEW at some point is going to release a video game. So having an announcement to say, hey, there's a video game coming at some the undetermined point in the future isn't an announcement of anything. It almost makes you think that maybe Kenny got those first like screen grabs or those first videos and was so excited. It's like, we got to tell people now, Oh my God, look how cool I look. That's fair. Yeah. That was a lack of substance that I came out of it thinking. I mean, they had, they had three seconds of their console game. They had a handful of screenshots of their mobile game and the other mobile game, they didn't even have a single screenshot of it. And it's a, casino game for fuck's sake to show a wheel spinning around like something yeah i mean in terms of the gm mode i'm pretty sure that like the reason people have wanted a gm mode is they wanted it attached to something like the console game 
So it being a mobile app is just really weird. And by the way, I, I got an early, I got my hands on an early alpha uh, of that. And if you try to book more than two women's matches, your phone explodes. So <laughs> that seems like a really big design flaw. But uh, here's the thing, it, it, you know, like because I've I've really kind of torn apart the the WWE 2K19 data. Once you have your arena built. Once you have most of your move set done and once you have most of your entrance animations done, it's really a matter of just banging out characters and assigning a move sets. And if they're at that point, there's really not much development to be done. So it's a question of how much motion capture work have they done already? So it could come out in six months. It could come out in a year. I probably wouldn't expect it any sooner than that. but. I would think that this game, if they're showing it off with what they showed off, I think it's actually probably farther along than people think. I think it's it's sad that it's not it's not in any position to be in the uh, like available for the Christmas season going into this new console release. Like that would be such a good time. All right, Erica, at the end of round one, uh, I think I'm pretty sure where the points stand, but just uh, confirm it for me. Why not? Uh, it's been a rather one sided affair thus far. We've got Tyler. Out the gate with six points. Uh, Nate and Shawnee didn't even get a chance to answer shit. But uh, that's all going to change with the second round. Yes, it is. As we go into the second round, uh, flipping a coin here between Shawnee and Nate. Uh, we'll throw it to Nate. Nate, you've got the opportunity to uh, make some points in this week's episode between our Smack Draw category and news and notes around the ring. I'm, I'm willing to bet. Talking Shopamania 2 is in around the ring. So I'm going to go to uh, Smacked Raw, sir, because I am not watching that bullshit. <laughs> I'm there with you. <laughs> all right. So uh, talking about Raw and SmackDown this week, the biggest news all happened on Friday before SmackDown went on the air. The news broke that a particular WWE superstar had been released from the company. Who am I talking about? That would be Zelina Vega. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we've uh, if, if you've been listening to this show, if you've been listening to Nerd Radio, uh, you've heard what the what's going on with the WWE and the superstars on Twitch and Cameo making a whole bunch of money. We knew somebody was going to end up being pretty much the first sacrificial lamb of this particular uh, policy, and Zelina appears to be it. How do we feel about this, and do we see her landing on her feet someplace else very easily? This fucking sucks. Uh, just, I mean, you know, uh, I think the whole policy is stupid. Um, the fact that they're enforcing it is is really stupid. Um, you know, and it's not like Zelina was being used particularly well. Um, but at the same time, I really liked how she puts out a tweet about unionization. And then 10 minutes later, the WWE posts about her release. I'm not saying that the two things are correlated at all. Uh, I, I just, the optics of it are yeah. absolutely, um, I, you know, I, I, I watched a little bit of her, her Twitch stream, uh, you know, the night that, that it was announced and, um, you know, fuck, I've been there very recently and it sucks. Um, uh, you know, I, I kind of hope that, uh, Alistair Black starts getting used in a better capacity uh, and that she's able to, to find some place to work. Yeah, I think there was probably a reverse correlation 
she had had that conversation previously. She knew she was going to be cut, and she dropped that in there. Yeah, as like a final too. fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. I don't think there's any way they could have reacted that quickly. I think that was just her last kind of dig on the way out. And more power to her, in my opinion. You know, I don't know where anyone's going to find some traction in professional wrestling for unionization. But I mean, you have it in all the other sports, and they have different contracts, right? Like they don't, they don't have a universal contract system in other sports, but they all have a labor union. This whole idea that uh, WWE wrestlers are somehow independent contractors, but yet they keep building these little legal structures to box them in more and more and more is preposterous and everyone can see through it at this point. Yeah, it, it's Agreed. definitely not a good look. And um, supposedly Zelina Vega was making more money from her Twitch stream or whatever other third-party platforms she was on. And you... <sighs> If you can't fault somebody for trying to make money, if they are supposedly uh, independent contractors, they should be allowed to make money elsewhere. But obviously, you know, carny bullshit and all that jazz. Um, what was very interesting is following the tweet about unionization, the Screen Actors Guild president reached out to Zelina Vega on Twitter. Now, I don't know how that would kind of work out with SAG and the WWE uh, roster and stuff, but I, I mean, they're on TV. I'm sure they, they could probably figure out something. Come on. I mean, Ventura tried to get this done years ago and obviously we know how that all ended in this day and age. It just doesn't seem right the way that they're being treated. And for, I mean, for fuck's sake, come on, at least give them health insurance out of this. If they can't be a union, give them yeah. goddamn health insurance or something. Come on. It's either one or the other. Either they're into contractors and they should be able to pursue, you know, third party ways of making money for themselves or they work for you. And, you know, it, it, then, then that's a different story. But it just seems like they keep these people in such a limbo that, you know, it's it, it as you kind of growing up as a wrestling fan, the more you realize that it's like, dude, these guys, you know, they're not flying from, you know, they're, they're renting cars and driving from place to place. They're paying for their own stuff. I mean, it's 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 an insane way to make a living. And, and these people are doing it all, almost always at their own expense. And it's just it's crazy to me. It just shows how much these people love the sport that they're willing to do that. Like, I, I, it takes me 15 minutes to get to work, and I'm pissed off at that. It's enormously frustrating to, to sort of watch, and I think most of us are also involved in an industry where most of the people in the building are happy to just be there and happy to be involved. Sure. And I've seen it more than a few times. That leads to underpaying your staff and exploiting free labor I mean, I can't, you know, that's why there are certain laws about internships now, because cool industries who, you know, have people who just really want to work there and, and are, are desperate enough to just get their foot in the door that they'll even just do it for free have been taken advantage of for nigh on 25 years until somebody finally put their fucking foot down. And it's really embarrassing that wrestling is one of those because people used to be able to make really good money who weren't working at the top of the card. They were just fucking working. And, you know, it's just it's it's heartbreaking to me to see people who are able to make more of a living on Twitch than they are performing every week on national television. 
That's embarrassing. Yeah, at, the, at the pinnacle of the sport. That's that's absolutely an indictment on WWE and their pay structure in and of itself. I agree. Before we move on to the second question, let's just go around the room real quick. Do you have a dream place that you would like? Do you have a promotion that you would like to see Zelina in next? I'll start with you, Shawnee. No, I think she'll excel wherever she goes. Uh, she did not have a great run in WWE, but she had a consistent run. She got to appear on television a lot. Uh, I don't think that whether or not we as individuals feel she got over has as much to do with her as it does with the WWE writing. I'd be interesting to see what she's going to bring to the table wherever she goes because she has some semblance of credibility. What about you, Nate? Is there some place you'd like to see Zelina next? I think she'd be used better in Impact, but I think AEW could... Well, actually, I take that back. I think Impact would probably be the better place for her overall. Um, she didn't get a ton of time in the ring, and the couple of times that she faced off against Asuka, it was kind of an awkward pairing. Um, but I understand that she's been training uh, a lot, so I think Impact would give her a place to to grow against better competition. I think AEW's women's division is still overall too green to have somebody else who is also green come in and make a difference. Tyler? Yeah, I guess it's it's probably the cliched answer since it's it's the first response that you're going to hear from anybody. Uh, but but I would like to see her go to AEW just just to kind of see some more talent to kind of maybe encourage that that roster, the the, the female side to maybe see, oh, you know, let's see this person come over and do well there. Uh, they just the women's roster needs help because they have some good people on there, but it's like you said, it's it's a lot of lot of people who are green. Uh, I just like to see it do well. I feel like it's it's deficient. You know, I, I'm not quite sure on where I'd like to see her. I frankly, I'd like to kind of see her flourish as like a streamer. Uh, if anything, just as a kind of a fuck you, like you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like whatever, like she's charismatic enough to where. I feel like she could kind of pursue any sort of role in whatever promotion she, she could want. Um, I think she's got a 90 day uh, non-compete. So I'm sure people have already been contacting her and she's probably fielding a lot of offers and whatnot. But uh, I don't, I mean, at the same time, it would be kind of nice to have her like as sort of like an outsider, maybe trying to help with the unionization or trying to start something. I don't, I think that could be just interesting and fascinating to watch too. Yang gang. All right. Well, let's move on to our second question. Nate, you got the first one. Let's see if you have the answer to this one. SmackDown on Friday night gave us the final chapter between Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. While the match supposedly brought an end to the feud, there were a couple of moments near the end of it that actually killed the drama. A couple of botches, if you will. Name one of them for two points. Oh, shit. I was making dinner during this match. Um... I want to say I saw one of them, but I can't remember what it was because I've, I've, I saw a few botches this week. Uh oh, oh, I know. Uh, Ray Mysterio went for the six one nine, and he just completely, uh, his hands slipped off the ropes. Yes, that's absolutely one of them. The other one being, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, <laughs> that the eye, the the patch over his eye that is supposed to be injured was apparently velcroed on because it came off. I did see that. I thought it was sort of like uh, it was supposed to be like an end of match reveal. Like, hey, my eye is better, too. Ah, yay. 
Were um, we not supposed to celebrate Ray's eye healing? I don't know. No. I don't know. I know that I had to rewind it on the DVR and try and figure out exactly when that patch came off. And I'm pretty sure it's when he fell out of the ring when he tried to grab that top rope and slipped right out. Uh, His mask almost came off because it came unbuttoned at the at the neck. Like when he when Seth slammed him on the announce table, like it was almost it was almost completely sideways on his face. Am I correct in assuming that, uh, by the way, you, you did have a correct answer. So two points for you, Nate, but am I correct in assuming that everyone in this room is happy that we can take these two dogs and Here pull them God, apart yes. and put them in different corners so that it can move on. To yes. something else? Tired of seeing Ray's whole family week. Yeah. I did. I did appreciate when, uh, yeah, I didn't even watch when the show. Ray missed the six one nine. I think it was Corey Graves that he said, well, Oh, Seth is such a, master tactician that he he moved the ropes just enough to make ray slip (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck you Corey gray seriously (laughs) we all saw it Uh. the camera was two feet away we all saw it (laughs) yeah well in his defense the camera was shaking so it was hard to tell what was going on it's well it always is i also thought it was it was ironic that, you know, he ends it with a frog splash. Obviously, it was the anniversary of the loss of Eddie Guerrero. And uh, Eddie Guerrero is the other Rey Mysterio opponent that I've seen such a botch fest out of out of uh, all of Rey Mysterio's career. So I guess in that way, he was also commemorating Rey Mis- or Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Tribute. I'm sure uh, we will see that uh, on Botchamania 422. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on to our third question. Nate, you've got an opportunity to completely wrap up this category with uh, our third and final question. And in an effort to form team unity leading into Survivor Series, Riddle gave each of his teammates code names on Monday Night Raw. Give me any three code names for three points. Uh, I know Keith Lee's was Bro Lee. That's correct. Um, what was AJ's? AJ's was the general or the oh fuck, I don't remember. All I remember was Bro Lee because I was like, ha, it's a it's a uh, Dragon Ball Z reference. All right, well that's I think that's worth a point. So uh, let's move. I on. will take it. Let's move it over to Shawnee uh, for for three points. Give me any of the three code names that Keith or that Matt Riddle gave to his Survivor Series teammates. I, I think think uh, AJ was captain. Um, let's see, Broly. Uh, what did he name himself? Or did uh, Seamus gave him a nickname? Right? It's yeah. Like uh, it was a pun. Uh, because he smokes weed. What was that uh, nickname there? You should be right on top of this one. Right. But yet here we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I watched this. I actually did watch this segment. And I, I don't fucking remember. I'm not into yeah. you. You enjoy Survivor Series. Uh, I am uh, on the opposite. Uh, I am the yin to your yang. I, I don't enjoy this sure. build up at all. Um, remember when we used to call Braun Strowman Meat Castle for that two weeks? <laughs> yeah no i do remember that uh unfortunately none of those uh none of those answers are, are correct so we'll throw it to tyler uh for one point each give me any three of the nicknames that uh matt riddle gave to his teammates well this isn't one that he gave to his teammates but he did he did refer to himself as dopey yes 
That's correct. The, the, one of the other ones that I can remember is uh, Seamus was Fireface. And that's all I can remember. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Dopey Old and Fireface are correct answers. So we'll get... Yeah, we'll give you two points for that. The other ones were um, Skipper was AJ Styles' nickname. Skipper, that's it. Yes, and uh, Braun Strowman was Mongoose. (laughs) (laughs) Why why does Braun Strowman look like he's a landscaper now? Like, uh, when he came to the ring and he had the gloves on his belt, I'm like, (laughs) he looks like he's going to go out and mow the the lawn. He needs a little, like, clip some hedges. Bales from from the pine straw hanging off. Yeah, like if he comes to the ring in a sun hat one week, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Don't go messing with the country boy, country boy, country boy. Oh, no. Rod Strowman is the second coming of Hillbilly Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, well, uh, that's going to wrap up our smack rock. (laughs) <laughs> that's gonna wrap up our smack draw category erica where do the points land at the end of round two? i also need a horseshoe necklace <laughs> for sure <laughs> anyway on that note we've got tyler still in the lead with eight points nate with four shawnee with zero but he will kick off the third round and uh i'm feeling confident in his chances with this third round back to you charles i appreciate that erica all right Sean, as we move into our third round, which is our news and notes from around the ring, I want to start off with some news going to Survivor Series about The Undertaker. He says he's eyeing life once his in-ring career is officially over. And in a new interview with The Rap, what does The Undertaker say he would like to see himself doing? Sean? Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, trying to figure out. I don't think he's really cut out to do anything other than wrestle. Um. So, uh, I have no answer to this. Okay, fair enough. We'll move on to, uh, Nate, your opportunity to, uh, take the round and, uh, a point out of here. What does the undertaker say he wants to see himself doing once he's officially out of the ring? Uh, what he's already been doing selling houses, apparently. Ah, well. That, unfortunately, is not the answer I have here, but a, a decent answer. Why does The Undertaker need to sell houses on the <laughs> side? Hold, hold on. He's a realtor as well. And what kind of cut does WWE get? Yeah, that, right. From that housing market? <laughs> Tyler, your opportunity. Um, he's exactly, actually the proud new owner of Four, Lan- uh, four Seasons Landscaping. <laughs> Uh, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Braun Strowman is his first hire. <laughs> Bring your son hat, boy. <laughs> yeah, Braun Strowman just picks shrubs with his bare hands. That's why he's got the gloves. He just pulls them out by the I, roots. I, I didn't hire hands. him. He just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> he's a monster among lawnmowers. <laughs> Uh, the correct answer was the dead man would like to see himself teaching at the WWE's performance Ooh. center. Uh, if you guys were a prospect at the performance center, what would your dream class slash teacher scenario be? We'll start with you, Shawnee. Oh, proper urn management. <laughs> uh, that my favorite time of the undertaker was when Paul bearer was with him and management of that urn on live television was always a dicey proposition. And I think that's a skill that, one would think wouldn't necessarily apply to your life, but 
uh, would have esoteric value that we can not even begin to understand. Tyler, what about you? What would be the kind of dream teacher slash class at the performance center you would love to take? I mean, is it is it exclusive to the Undertaker or is it anybody? No, no, any any wrestler, any class. I would definitely think uh, Triple H would be one that uh, kind of seeing him in action. I remember there was the clip of him when he came in uh, for Tough Enough and just just absolutely put the fear of God in those people. And uh, I think he's got one of the best working punches in the business. So I think he, he's somebody I could learn a lot from. If it was Undertaker, I, I think, you know, family values. That's fair. Is, is a good, you know, good. good Absolutely. Yeah. He didn't want to fight his brother. He just, he had to because it's WrestleMania season. Yeah. What are you going to do? He ripped the door off the cage for Christ's sake. That's right. Got to pop those ratings. Uh, Nate, what about you? Uh, you know, I would really like to take uh, Road Dogs How to Pretend to Fuck Someone in the Ass Before You Give Them a, a Suplex 101. Yeah. All right. That seems like wow. that seems like a pretty good, you know, he's been teaching that class since 1998. So <laughs> <laughs> Erica, did you have a it's like a 102? That's, that's not some <laughs> intro level. Did stuff. you have an answer to this particular uh, fantasy uh, question? Yeah. I, I mean, a real one. I mean, I, I feel like anybody who was in a promo class taught by Dusty Rhodes must have been, it must have been just a trip and a half to kind of sit there week after week. May he rest. Um, two faux classes that I'd like um, rope walking 101 with The Undertaker, of course, and then blading 101 with Ric Flair. Nice. Nice. I think, I think to absolutely no one's surprised, I would like to take uh, statistics uh, 203 with Scott Steiner. <laughs> Mm. Mm-hmm. advanced math right right nice all right so uh nobody getting the correct answer for this one so we'll throw it back to nate for our second question which impact tag team is reportedly making the jump to wwe uh that would be the rascals that's correct two points on the board for you guys are you surprised to hear that a tag team is headed to wwe considering that their tag division has never really been a priority no they need to do something to rebuild their tag division i mean yeah, I what I'm surprised is they don't have more tag teams even down in NXT. You would think if there's a lack of tag teams, maybe load up developmental, maybe a few developmental guys, uh, you know, as as a tag team. No, they need to. Do, they got the do teams something. They do have. They're splitting up. Yeah. It, well, that's very true. Uh, I mean, I can't explain why they split up the iconics. I have a, a, a sneaking suspicion that the Iconics will end up coming back together, sort of like the Riot Squad did like eight months later. Hmm. I don't really understand any of WWE's decisions. You know, they're probably going to bring the Rascals to NXT and then introduce all three of them as singles acts, because why the fuck not? I don't know. Yeah, well, and wh- where do they fit in when you already have the like the Street Profits who who are doing like a kind of a similar gimmick anyway? Yeah, that's very true. Sort of this weird period of time where I'm highly skeptical of anyone who signs to WWE because it's just so clearly a bad choice. But then you also have to look at the fact that there isn't uh, live shows going on. Um, so, you know, you're going after a decent paycheck. I don't know what their contract would have been over at Impact, but I mean, I understand where if you you, you had to make the move, you have to make the move for financial reasons. But what a creative nightmare it must be to go. I, I don't think I would leave my extremely low paying job at the animal clinic 
to sign a contract with WWE right now because I would find it to be mortifyingly <laughs> oppressive. Dude, there's a there's a chance you might end up in fucking retribution. Why would you? Why would you? It's, it, you know, I don't know. I, I again, I don't know what Mar- Mercedes Martinez did to get out of having to be in retribution. But there's like a 50 50 shot at best that your entire stock will drop after being in WWE, depending on how you're being used. I'd much rather, you know, I'd much rather take my chances with AEW. At least I get to kind of call my own shot there. And it's also national television as opposed to WWE where you're subject to their whims. Look, being in retribution might drop your stock. It might make you very hard to book afterwards. It might make you have to find a new gimmick, but you get a comfy mask. It, it made me say a word I had to bleep out of the podcast the other week. I have a retribution. I've just, it's like the worst thing in the world to me right now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on it's to our the worst first. thing happening in the whole world right now. <laughs> that might be going a little far all right well let's move on to our third and final question news and notes around the ring category nate per dave Meltzer, will osprey's new faction the empire is gaining a new member who reportedly is joining new japan pro wrestling's latest faction oh man i didn't hear this one um i don't have even the foggiest idea but I'll tell you who I'd like it to be. Yeah. David Finley. I actually like, I like, uh, fit Finley's kid quite a bit. I, I I've liked him since I saw him in new Japan. I think he's moved on from new Japan now, but I think, I think he was well served there and I, I, I would be, uh, excited to see him come back to new Japan. Well, that is a great answer, but unfortunately not the answer I have here. So we'll throw it to, uh, Shawnee. Uh, per Dave Meltzer, who is joining Will Ospreay's faction in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Uh, one of, uh, return to one of the great Gaijin, Chuck, uh, Big Van Vader. Ooh, no, unfortunately oh. not. Sorry, sorry. That's a great, that's a great idea, but unfortunately not. Uh, Tyler, your opportunity to steal three more points and solidify your lead here. Uh, per Dave Meltzer, who is joining New Japan's latest faction, Will Ospreay's The Empire? I'm slightly upset uh, to have the correct answer now that I heard Vader is on the table because I, I would I would rather pick that. Um, the the man uh, they call Jeff Cobb. That's correct. Three points for you Ooh. guys. Yeah, that's uh, what do you what other Gaijin or New Japan talent do you guys think would uh, would make the Empire even stronger? I think uh, Nate, you already mentioned uh, David Finley. But Jeff Cobb's a great pickup, man. Yeah. Like I, he had such a great G one this year. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what else he ends up doing in in New Japan. Uh, I think that's very exciting. That's very cool. I'm looking forward to it. Where's Where's Bandito at these days? I'd like to see Ooh, him out there. Good question. And a pool apparently one no one has the <laughs> an answer to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, starting tomorrow, instead of watching Raw, I will be watching uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I am boycotting Raw, uh, WWE, out of my life, and I will be catching up on some of the events that I've missed over the uh, last few months on New Japan and so I can get caught up for whatever the next live event they have coming up is. I have to learn their damn schedule. 
I know everything uh, appears at like 4.30 in the morning. That's all I really understand. I've had, I've had a subscription to New Japan World for about four years, and I've watched roughly four hours of content. Wow. Well, it's time wow. to get your money's worth. I'm I'm so sad for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I uh, that's that's. But then at the same time, there's so much there's so much good content that he's going to uh, find there, Nate. That's true. Yeah, so, that's true. There you go, Erica. We're at the end of the third round. Where are the points as we head into the final fall? Uh, before we get into that, um, I want to just second Bandito. That's a great recommendation. I don't know where Bandito is, and I wish I knew because Bandito was awesome. Um, however, I would like, in addition to Finley, bring all the fi- bring bring Fin juice, bring juice to into the folds because I mean, as much as I love him as a face, um, I bet he could be just a a, a top drawer dick, uh, and I think that would just be nice to see. Uh, but anywho, it, it did did I did I make you pop because I said top drawer. You no, you popped me. You popped me with the phrase "top drawer dick." Okay, well, apparently that's going to be the. Uh, it's currently in the lead now for the episode title, "top drawer dick." Anywho, so right, going into the final fall, we got Tyler with eleven points, Nate with six, Shawnee. I have no points for you. Did you? Did I miss something though? Did Did we get give you one? I no, t- you sure didn't. You, okay. you, you're doing a great job, Erica. I have scored zero points. Okay, I thought you. I I thought I fucked up. I sorry. I just I I was trying to help you out, bro. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, our final fall this week is uh, back to our traditional way that we do the final fall, which means that I'm going to give you guys a question and then give you an opportunity to private message me over Discord what you think the answer is this uh this answer of course will be worth 10 points which means that it will uh it will change the game for uh for each of you guys i'm sorry no there are two answers and they're worth five points each i'm just looking at the question now That's well a- which is it, it shock two two answers <laughs> five points each and uh you will be private messaging to me and they're about last night's impact turning point there were two title wow. changes uh for five Can points each. the whole time Name the two title changes and their current holders from Impact's Turning Point event last night. As uh, I wait for you guys to send us the uh, private messages, I want to once again uh, give our condolences to Lena Vega. I know that uh, we are not alone in hoping that she uh, lands on her feet, and I'm fairly confident that she will, uh, having uh, had an acting credit as AJ Lee in Paige's movie, which is a fascinating bit of trivia as well as uh, the fact that uh, we were talking about the Screen Actors Guild earlier, noticing that um, Sasha Banks had her first appearance in The Mandalorian this Friday, and if you watch the credits, is listed under her actual name, which I think is kind of a fascinating wrinkle. All right, I got two or three here, just waiting on Shawnee. Go ahead, Erica. That is interesting that she's uh, billed under her her real name because she could be eligible for a SAG card. That girl can get herself some insurance. And I hear SAG has yeah. insurance. <laughs> She's got an OnlyFans too. Yeah, my buddy was telling me about it. And she does a lot of her uh, cosplay right. on there. Yeah, that's that's you're ruining it. Has a, a YouTube channel where she talks about playing magic and stuff like that. She's surprisingly nerdy. Yeah, I have watched plenty of her YouTube uh, videos where her and uh, and Alistair Black go to comic stores and spend the kind of money I wish I had to go and spend at a comic <laughs> store. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Going into our final fall, our question uh, was at last night's turning point impact uh, turning point. We saw two title changes for five <laughs> points each. Name the two title changes and their current holders. I'll go through these answers in the order that I received them. Uh, first of all, from uh, from Nate, the answer in all caps was "I don't fucking care." I stand by that. And, uh, that unfortunately, that that's fair, absolutely, but not either answer that I was looking for. So no points on the board for you, Nate. Sorry about that. Uh, Tyler coming in with a second answer saying "Impact does pay per view?" Question <laughs> mark. Once again, not a uh, answer I'm looking for. However, Shawnee Constant giving me the uh, answers that I'm looking for. And that is the good brothers won the tag titles over the North and uh, Sue young lost to Deanna Perrazzo, uh, Deanna Perrazzo and the good brothers, both coming out winners last night. So that's a full 10 points for Shawnee. Erica, I know you've got point totals for me. Let me know where we stand. Despite the valiant effort by Shawnee constant, uh, coming in with that 10 points, we got Nate in third with six Shawnee with 10 Tyler, just barely, you know, stealing this one with 11 points. Oh, I know. Wow. That was exciting. A bit. very close game at the end there. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Tyler, seeing as uh, you've basically ran the first round and uh, beat out our competitors by one point, that means that uh, you are our very first uh, participant in our listener championship. Uh, of course, we name our championship here. You uh, Do you have one in your mind that uh, you would like to name the championship? Uh, you know, is it would it be Ghost to call it the Shoot Show Championship? <laughs> <laughs> it mean, would, but no. it would also be uh, entirely allowed. Shameless self-promotion. Yeah. I like it. For the sake of uh, kayfabe and, uh, and, and let the war begin. Absolutely. <laughs> Tyler becoming the uh, One Fall Show's Shoot Show champion in this week's episode. As always, I'd like to give you guys uh, one last chance to mention anything that we didn't mention this week. And uh, yeah, he's holding uh, Tyler's holding up a uh, European title, uh, which is a, a very fascinating uh, title. Very, very cool. Um, Tyler, we'll start with you as our new uh, One Fall Show Shoot Show champion. You got 60 seconds on the clock. Let us know anything that we may have missed this week or, you know, just talk some shit. Um, I think that a lot of people talk about people that might make good wrestlers. Uh, somebody that's up at the top of the list on that for me would be the Property Brothers. I think they would make a great team. People don't realize that they're both like six foot ten and they're rugged, man. Like the, the you know the 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 gimmick builds itself. Their finisher could be called the like the open floor concept stuff like that. I mean, uh, you know, like you you get Linda you get Linda involved. Every you know it, it, the story writes itself. I feel like that's something that I would like to see, and I think they could make that work. They're charismatic to be on the mic. Built-in tag team. Yeah, was that 60 seconds? It felt like an hour. <laughs> no, it was about 40 seconds. But you know what? You're good. You I'm don't have to use the whole 60. Time. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. Okay. We'll keep 20 seconds in the bank for you for the next time you come back. Uh, Nate, you got 60 seconds on the clock. Tell tell the uh, people at home anything that uh, we missed this week. You know, there was there was something earlier that I I was thinking of, and and it's gone now because uh, I, I I just I lost it. Uh, I do want to remind everyone to check out the One Fall Show Super Universe uh, every Saturday, four p.m. over at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio, and on YouTube, just search One Fall Show on YouTube. It is a heavily modded WWE 2K19 universe. 
Uh, this week's episode was particularly exciting. And uh, no, I don't continue to say particularly that oddly. Uh, so anyway, just check it out. Uh, the, uh, super, the one fall show is super universe mode, uh, on YouTube or on Twitch. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Shawnee, unfortunately coming up a little short this week, but you really, really showed up for the final fall. Uh, you got 60 seconds on the clock. Anything we missed? Uh, not in particular. Uh, as, as people may know, I run the Twitter account for the one fall show. I've been following, uh, Sammy Zane sort of, uh, heckling his opponent at survivor series that's been pretty fun uh somebody some rogue on twitter suggested they wanted to see miz go after that ic title with his uh, money in the bank briefcase to solidify his place as uh, the great uh, intercontinental champion i say no no as a as a died in the wool sammy zane mark keep that title on sammy until he faces off with sweet baby kevin owens I'm glad you brought up Sami Zayn because uh, I absolutely love Sami Zayn. However, uh, this week he referred to his Intercontinental Championship as a championship, and that is quite possibly <laughs> my biggest pet peeve in professional wrestling. It's a championship, not a championship. It's not a cookie. <laughs> Erica, where can people find you online? Well, I wasn't given my 60 seconds, but anyway. I'm sorry. I'm, Go ahead. One, I, I would like to second the whole championship thing that drives me up a goddamn wall every time somebody does that. Just, I mean, it's the same thing when, like, people say height, or, you know, instead of height. I'm like, I can't punch you in the face fast enough. Anywho, <laughs> really glad that Okada and Osprey have been booked for Wrestle Kingdom. That's going to be outstanding. Really glad that they're allowing the two-match um, situation with Tetsuya Naito and Kota Ibushi, and then maybe Tetsuya Naito or Kota Ibushi versus Jay White to happen. Um, I'm already really looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom. And yeah, that's all. And people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Bannis. And since we're also shameless whores, as we've already said, um, I know Chuck's going to plug him being on WRIF. Um, was it Monday through Saturday? People can go to WRIF.com to read all of my lovely news stories and fanciful lists. And um, because I put a lot of time in that and I recently read the top 25 Brian Johnson ACDC songs. So have at it. Tell me how great or how stupid I am. I don't care. Uh, Nate, you already plugged super universe mode, but where else can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at Nate Benderama on Twitter and uh, uh, streaming over at twitch.tv slash limit break radio. And Shawnee, I know that uh, you, you mentioned the one fall show Twitter, but you're also the $17 man for a reason. And why is that? Oh, yes, you can find uh, Shawnee Constance Bootleg Sticker Club over on uh, Patreon. And uh, you can find me also on Instagram at Shawnee.Constant and on the Talk Horror to Me podcast with uh, Mr. Chuck Bean. I'm enjoying getting back into that. Tyler, it was an honor and a pleasure to uh, borrow you from the shoot show this week and uh, talk wrestling with you. Tell people about the shoot show and where they can find you guys online. For sure, man. Uh, the shoot show is me and a couple of buddies that uh, watch old pay-per-views and say silly things about them. Uh, right now, we're doing the lead-up to Bret Hart at the Montreal Screwjob at Survivor Series 1997, which is a lot of fun. You can find us on IG, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, all that stuff, shoot show. Or you can call the shoot show hotline, 4132-I-SHOOT.
and uh, say mean things to us in person. That's fantastic. And we were very appreciative that you came to say mean things to us in person for this week's One Fall Show. <laughs> I love it. I'm uh, happy to be here, man. I've been a fan, you know, I like Sean, uh, Sean and you, Chuck, are one of the reasons that I wanted to get into podcasting, listening to your show back in the day. So you guys are the One Fall Show in any format will always have my support. That is greatly appreciated. Thank you again, Tyler. You can find me on uh, you can find me on 101 WRAF Mondays through Saturdays from uh, seven to midnight. You can find me with Shawnee on the Talk Horror to Me podcast, and of course the Nerd Radio podcast on WRIF.com. And of course, you can find me along with the rest of the crew right back here next week for another one fall show. Thanks and uh, enjoy some wrestling and call it a championship, or else we'll come to your house and punch you. Some agro linguists. <laughs> I, I remembered the championship thing, like as we were wrapping up. I'm like, oh yeah, I wanted to fucking mention that, and I didn't. I should have mentioned it while I was waiting for answers. God, if they did have a giant cookie they were fighting over, though, that'd be pretty dope. That would be pretty great. Like one of those big basketball sized cookies i know same I'm like shit <laughs> yeah. i should make some cookies oh, man now i'm hungry or maybe a big one <laughs> for giant cookies just one big cookie actually no i have a really oh, great yeah, recipe for you guys just don't one big care cookie. i'm this i'm going full fuck it i'm going full mom i don't care um i have a great recipe for like a sheet pan cookie and <laughs> it's um it is uh chef's kiss it is delightful <laughs> i might have to make that now Way down south in Atlanta. Before the lockdown, I went and visited Atlanta. And uh, what's that little little county uh, just north of Atlanta there? Cobb County with the, uh, <laughs> with the little square mm-hmm. and the, the soda pop store and the uh, that cop who just beats the shit out of you with his night stick wherever you turn. Hey, he carries a big stick and a ball and chain, too. <laughs> you have to respect the law and order. I live right next to a city that's uh, called Cumming, C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh. I'm glad I don't actually live in that city because I would not enjoy having to write that all the time. But yeah, that's just one of those things you get used to. <laughs> you imagine being top yeah, shelf there's, sick from there's, Cumming, Georgia? There's a car dealership uh, not that in there. That's it's uh, The lady who runs its last name is Beaver, so it's Beaver Toyota of Cumming. Come on. How many words do you want me to type into Google? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's good I times. Mean, mind you, keep in mind, uh, around these parts on I-75, um, there's Lord. a road called Big Beaver Road. And when you exit onto uh. Big Beaver Road off of I-75, <laughs> it's exit 69. And it's like, I'm like, you guys, come on. Because, of course. Erica, have you got some uh, episode title suggestions? I sure do, my my sweet baby bird. Uh, let's see. But I'm going through and only doing the ones I really, really like because there was a lot of them this week. Um, I, I do like, were we not supposed to celebrate Ray's eye healing? I don't know why that tickled me. It did. Um, remember what we called Braun Strowman <laughs> Meat Castle for two weeks? Um <laughs> In my head, this is to the theme of Gilligan's Island, and it may not translate, but with Fireface, the skipper too. Um, But that's because 
<laughs> I love sitcoms. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Undertaker bought four seasons total landscaping and hired Braun. <laughs> um, also, any other any of the class names we came up with, but we were kind of like firing those off left and right. So if there's a particular one, Shawnee, that re you really like just felt in your gut, I say go with one of those. Um, sure. uh, this one wasn't said verbatim, but it was implied. Retribution is worse than COVID. Uh, <laughs> this is just because I... That scans. It, it, it's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Juice would be a <laughs> that's how I got blacklisted <laughs> off the show. Uh juice would be a top drawer dick, but that's just be that just that popped me and and Chuck and I had to write down because I'm vain and shallow. Uh the property brothers would be a great tag team. And I'm like, the more I the more you kind of talked about it, I'm like, oh shit, that does make sense. Uh and then I, I see them having like a killer bees gimmick where they can both go into the ring wearing masks, but the, the one that they want to come into the ring can, so you can always have a fresh man available to do some reconstruction. <laughs> ah. And, and last one, it's championship ship. So, <laughs> so those were the ones I wrote down. Shawnee, obviously you get the final say when you upload this beast, but uh, there you go. The professor was hot, by the way. Underrated hot person on television, the professor would have hit it. <laughs> I'm sure I've said there I'm sure there are a number of other people I said I'd have sex with on this show. I'm giving a mental list of like Eddie Kingston and the professor and uh <laughs> those are other interesting goalposts. Trust I have it's gonna be. I, I try to figure out like what my taste in men it's gonna was, be like and then I just realized, oh, it's just you know, men. Like, put a little bit of all like, of I just like a machine, men. and then something because it's like, oh, uh, yeah, yes, hot. Oh my god, Craig is desperately begging to leave right oh. now. <laughs> oh come That's on, we've said far worse than this. 